Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is Material Podcast, episode 169, and I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion, and I'm... I'm, I've been uh, afflicted. I've been afflicted. <laughs> so I sound a little sickly on this week's podcast. So I apologize to the listeners out there, but you know, say lovey. That's life. I get germs. You sound fine by me. The, see, the, the problem is that when you don't, uh, it's, it's important to make sure that whatever you think uh, like sounds or appears wrong with you, when you say, I'm sorry, I'm clearly, I'm clear, you're, you've already noticed that I'm pretty afflicted. Because if you don't say, my voice might sound a little weird, because if you don't say, oh, yeah, like that big red thing over your left eyebrow, like, what big red? Well, big so red here's, mirror, I mean, mirror, the thing is, mirror. you know, in uh, season two great. or maybe three, they had let, no, season two, they let Jenny Garth come on uh, 90210, but really it was 90210, with a cold. Like, she started school with a cold. It was never brought up. She just had this very <laughs> nasally voice, and it it really bothered me. And I know there's something like I'm also because I just think it's terrible. She had to work anyway while she was sick. Andy, how are you? <laughs> uh, I, I am healthy. I'm healthy. I, I'm a, I, I wanted, I want to make sure we continue. This is uh, Flo and I often ha- have conversations. Then remember, Oh, that's right. Warm we're ups. A podcast. We have warm ups we have, at well, the beginning. But, but, but some, but then sometimes like one of us realized, Oh, we've been talking about like Google stuff for yeah. the past eight minutes. We shoot if the we, breeze. That's, if, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. what we have in common. That's, that's, that's our shared interest. <laughs> so I just, uh, now we were talking about like you love, or excuse me, I don't want to speak for you. You are very fond of your Chromebook. I love my Chromebook. So just, I love, I want to put, I love my Chromebook flip and I'm very fond of the pixel book, which is again, a review hardware, uh, blended by Google. And, but it's been great because I've been doing a lot of my writing around life with Chrome and also doing all my writing on Chrome. So it's just been living this experience and really diving into it because I'm not a developer. So I, I never was like, Oh, I could just use a Chromebook for development. No, and, you know, the whole photo editing thing was also the big barrier. But that's kind of anyway. Yes, we were talking about this before the show, uh, just about how a bunch of apps have been fixed up, like Adobe's suite of editing apps. And they work so that uh, they actually handle raw image files and they can. And I think also it helps that the processor in the Pixelbook is an Intel based processor because <laughs> I mean, a lot of them are Intel based or I should say is a high of a higher caliber. Mm. or higher performance spec because it definitely can handle those large CR2 files. Whereas the Chromebook flip would just immediately start like lagging. Whoa, what is this? This is so much for me to handle. So there's a definite like disparity between like a quote unquote high end and a mid range Chromebook, but just like the whole OS of itself. I mean, we were talking about how Chrome, the Chrome browser, Andy had to turn off the browser for today's podcasting yes. sesh because it was using up a lot of memory, which I know is like a thing everybody says. Okay. But Let's also give credit to the fact that it's using so much memory because it's basically a platform in of itself. And you put in all these extensions and all these little applets and things to do what you want. And for me, when I'm going between platforms, between Mac, PC, and Chrome OS, I just have everything synced up to that little that little app. And it's 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 wow, it's <laughs> fantastico. <laughs> 
And for those of you who are listening, as opposed to me, the audience of one, if you've ever like ordered a pizza delivered and it has yes. that picture of that sh- that fat, fat Italian chef, that's what I just sh- did, demonstrating with a, by pressing up how good the pizza is. That's exact. She just compared it to that's a really good. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, so, uh, that's why we do this podcast through Skype too, <laughs> so I can fully emote. <laughs> exactly, and so I, I don't have to necessarily shave, and so that, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you don't either. That's but I, but I but now I get to enjoy the same freedom that you have enjoyed on video podcasts, which mm-hmm. is or at least not to, so. And so I've got the so I, I've been listening to this, and I've uh, I've never had. Uh, uh, a, a Chromebook for excuse me. I've I've had Chromebooks. I own a, like an older Chromebook that I bought a few years ago uh, for my library, and uh, but I don't have a right. Pixelbook. Really loved the ones that I've I've spent limited time with them. I've never actually reviewed them, uh, so I haven't spent any dip, in depth time. But really love them. Really love how the built how well they're they'll built. Get really excited when. Folks I respect, like you, keeps not only just saying, "Yeah, I, I think it's a very positive development." Oh my god. See that's that's the sort of stuff I look for. Like as a as a reader of reviews, that's what I want. I want the guy on the pizza box reaction to it. And so now we're uh, you, you've been hearing me saying all year long. Oh, you know what? I, I'm, I've been very pleased with uh, my, uh, my 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 Pixel Phone version one that I bought uh, as a closeout uh, at a discount uh, a year ago. And I, I think you know, I'm so confident in the platform that I'm setting aside money for uh, the Pixel version three phone uh, in, in in October. But now we're like three weeks away. From the reality mm-hmm. of my taking this money that I've sort of set aside and applying it towards a mm-hmm. Pixel Three, and rumors have become renders now. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so I, I, I probably when I started talking about this, I was imagining, I don't know, like you're like, going off some loose CAD designs, something, or at least something, uh, yeah, where I was uh, speculative, let's say speculative sure. features, and and the Pixel Three looks like it's going to be great. I'm still excited about it, but. I just realized in the past couple of weeks, I've realized how much more excited I am about like a high end, like Intel, like yours, Intel based uh, Chromebook and thinking that what if I would now I'm going to see I'm going to see if I can twist this in such a way to make me look as good as possible. I can say that not only okay. see because I've, I've been thinking about this, so I can I can say that I'm so interested in the Chromebooks now that I think I'd rather spend like seven or eight hundred dollars on a Chromebook. And gosh, isn't it kind of incredible these days that you can spend the same money on either a pocket-sized phone or on a full, fully capable Intel-based yes. laptop made with premium components? So that that would be like jerk, like so think piece really number good one. Point. It's a really good point. Oh, and, and in the case of the top level uh, iPhone 10, uh, you could buy two of those or one mid. Sure. Yeah. So that's sure. Fifteen hundred, fourteen hundred forty-nine dollars. Sure. Only know. only a small sliver of our, our audience, I'm sure. Don't don't translate that into <laughs> meals that your your local food bank would be able to provide no. to families in your area. That therein lies madness. Uh, but but the the other th- but the other like uh, so that, that would be like jerk think self serving think piece number one. Uh, jerk think ser- self serving think piece number two would be you see what I want to impress upon you is that there's nothing about my now two year old design uh, Pixel version one that I'm unhappy with. Now why have I programmed myself to think that every couple of years I need to start thinking about it getting a new phone? There's not a scratch on the display. The processor is peppy. I'm very happy with the camera. I need to really be as excited about that new Pixel 3 phone as the fat Italian guy 
on the top of that pizza box. So perhaps <laughs> I should uh, see, uh, uh, but but mostly it would be because I really like the idea of a, the Chromebook. I really do. And also, I, I think part of it is that, um, again, I, 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 I loathe the keyboard of every new power, every new portable Macintosh that Apple is making these days. Uh, I'm trying to find a reasonable thing to compare it to. Imagine the, imagine something that does not affect human life directly. Okay. So fatal diseases, I don't hate it more than fatal diseases. Okay. Okay. I don't hate it more than civic injustice. I don't hate it more than intolerance. Blah 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 blah. But when you get down to the list, you're talking about like uh, I I hate I hate broccoli. I cook broccoli enough that I can't even swallow like one bite of it to be polite. I have to spit it out. I like the keyboard a little bit more than that. That's where I'll put it. And so if I can say I'm going to spend not even the two thousand dollars I normally spend on my daily driver MacBook, but a fraction thereof, and that's going to handle all of my. I'm leaving the house, and I'm, what I'm going to do with a computer involves much, much more than what I can do in my iPad. If I keep that, if I keep it away from all the many of the places where I'm liable to spill soda into the keyboard and destroy it, or drop it, or have it stolen. That might give me an extra couple of years with this uh, 2015 era MacBook and the keyboard that I can at least tolerate. So I will say the one thing that keeps me from just completely giving it all up <laughs> to the Chrome <laughs> way of life, because again, I do still have a PC that I <clears throat> back up on, is is what we're doing right now, which is podcasting. So I would like to very quickly put out a little stunt out there for for our listeners. Uh, I've been thinking, Andy, that it's about time we really put the Chromebook to the test. So what I'm going to do is in the coming weeks, we're going to do an episode. We should try and attempt (laughs) to do an episode on my end just using the Pixelbook and the hardware that I have here and see how that goes. You know what? Let's let's go for broke. You will use the Pixel Book. I will use the Pixel Phone version one. I will record. That's, I will. That's, that I will sounds re- painful. <laughs> I will record the audio on it. I'm going to use a different machine for my notes because I don't think I would like to have try to have. Okay. Uh, uh, Android P could definitely split screen Skype and Google Docs. I think that would that would be like punishment for bad past life decisions if I were to try to do that for an hour and hour and a half. But let's yeah, definitely yeah. do that. Let's do it unless there's a new story that's so important or so bleak that we need to have our full focus. On we have some our time. Feelings. We have some time until there's real news story. I mean, there are a lot of bleak <laughs> news stories <laughs> that require our focus. Many of which we're going to talk about on today's podcast coming right up. But uh, you know, I just think it would be a fun stunt, and of course, we'll let everybody out there know uh, when when it's happening, and you can listen in with us. So it'll be kind of like an interactive. It'll be a, a post interactive experience because obviously we have to record it and it has to get <laughs> edited before it goes to your ears. But. Yeah, I've been thinking about we should be doing that for a while. And then, you know, I can definitely test this thing on the road. <laughs> yes, we need we need to do this. And this is another peek peek into the another insight into like our world as 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 journalists, the worst thing in the world. As the, unemployed journalists. Oh, we are just we kidding, are, just kidding. Underemployed journalists. We are independent contractors. Independent contractors. <laughs> I know. I do. We're, anyway, we're so successful. We I like don't... to be dramatic about it. <laughs> yeah. 
We are so successful. We don't need a large yeah. company to pay for our health it's insurance. True. You're right. <laughs> <sighs> uh, anyway. Okay. But yeah, that's that that to me that's that's sort of an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting uh, advance here uh, because again, I can I I'm really really happy with this this version one. I think what I'll do is instead of like at, at minimum at least instead of spending seven hundred eight hundred dollars on a new phone, I will buy like a new like spec rubber case for it because some of like the some of the tops of it the camera that i'm pointing at is not the camera i'm actually using that was one of the reasons why we were delayed today because my <laughs> actual <laughs> uh so yeah so that's i will treat myself definitely to a new case which actually because my screen is perfectly clean and no cracks and no it will feel exactly like a brand new phone in my hand yep, yep. it'll probably feel just yep. as fast too yeah, uh, I will buy the Pixel Three. So, there you so go. I will. I will be the one to have it here. Um, <laughs> now, I'm st- mind you, I'm still gonna. Uh, I'm still gonna ask Google for a loaner. But as usual, that means I will get away with using it as my primary phone for at most a month before I have to put it away right. and or return it. But um, okay, so I had. Uh, I also want to talk, but we've been we've been or I've been praising the Nvidia Shield. Uh, as my favorite TV streaming box. You and everyone TV. else, exactly. honestly. I mean, for the last three years, there's just been nothing but praise for this device. Yeah. So continue praising. It is, it, it, it is the of, uh, yeah, exactly. of those boxes. Uh, I wanted to report that I had to, I, there's one thing that was really annoying me about it. I thought that uh, it comes, the when I bought it, it came with both types of remotes, like the game style controller mm-hmm. and the like uh, stick of, black stick of gum that's so dark and so thin that good luck finding it unless you have all white furniture and mm-hmm. maybe you want to get all white furniture with no cushions and no again. I actually do have white furniture and I will tell everybody <laughs> out there, do not get white furniture because let me tell you, it does not stay white. Yeah. I'll, uh, if you, if, if you ever Jackson come to- Pollock, it's now Jackson Pollock couch. If you it's, it's inspired, uh, per, perhaps we should we should be on some sort of like a, a cross a, a, a two a two bi coastal exchange where every couple of months the the throws that I have on top of my white sectional sofa I'll have them dry cleaned and send to you the throw the throws that you have on top of your white section you'll dry clean and send to me and we'll just keep swapping them and yes. it'll be like yeah because it's good that's 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 why your nana has like the special living room where everything has custom plastic slip covers and even so you're not allowed to even step foot in there that's just for company yep uh, but uh, but uh, the so anyway, but about the but about the remote so the skinny remote for some reason like I, okay <laughs> no I lost it I flat out lost it and I did not find it again until I moved and had to literally empty the entire living room of all objects and so that's when I finally found that damn remote yes <sighs> so that but that's not the tip to empty couldn't move. you just download an app. Uh, or or spend all of like thirty five. Okay, I did. Okay, I did have I did have the app, but I've also felt like I don't want to. I don't want to have to wake up my phone, unlock matter. it, lock, make sure I switch. Uh, I need to. Uh, you're the, I, I, I think that the, I think that maybe maybe it's generational, but I think that the molecular uh, subcomponent of watching TV is keeping your eyes on the screen while numbly, like your thumb feels for the button you need to push to make this awful thing disappear from your screen and put something maybe less awful on your screen. I can't do that with a glass screen. I need to be able to feel this thing underneath. Uh, this is something that F1 drivers understand. I don't expect the amateur TV watchers who use a phone to understand. I just, I respect you. Uh, so, but so uh, ever since, so the thing would not charge up. I would help the, uh, 
plugged into the charger for a couple of days, it still would not be recognized. I thought, okay, maybe it's just been out for uncharged for so long it wouldn't pair to the device or something. Right. I don't know. Uh, so I uh, uh, so I kept it I kept it plugged into the wall charger uh, and it would work. And so I and so I was able to repair it. Okay, great. Problem solved. Unplug it. Still doesn't work. And so I went through, basically, I convinced myself that this was a cheap piece of junk battery inside there, and there's no way to open it, so I will have to spend $35 to buy a brand new remote uh, to replace one just because it's a bad battery. But here's what I discovered. Uh, while using it with external power one time, I noticed uh, after you, after unplugging it that it was now working again. The difference was that uh, I couldn't... I, I had, I had I'd stolen like the charging cable from near my 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 com my comfy chair to like plug into someplace else, and so I was using actually my MacBook like an actual laptop to power it. Some there was something about the fact that it was connected to like a digital device that made it. Oh hi, you're someone I can talk to. You're not just a, hi. How are you? I'm a Shield Nvidia remote. Who are you? Well, I'm a MacBook. You're, you're not one of the new ones with a horrible keyboard. No, I'm one of the 2015 models before they went for that stupid keyboard. Oh god, I thought I was going to judge you. I mean, as a remote, I should not be judging anybody, but that sort of thing. And so now, see what happens when you work from home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I do it too, Andy. There's, there's, All right, I do it too. Yeah. There, there's one level when you're talking to yourself. It's another thing when you're basically doing a puppet show between a remote control. Yeah. Well, usually it's between me and the cat, and me talking to her <laughs> about the device I'm reviewing. Like she, like she gives a crap, and I'm just like, you know, Gabby, <laughs> this is the problem with this with this device. <sighs> anyway. Well, at least at least the cat is like a, a mammal. True. So at least, I mean, I, I got to say that my I, my my level of insanity is a couple levers deeper deeper than yours. Yours has eyes and a mouth. That's fair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and a beating heart, yes. So before I <laughs> before I uh, I insult myself any further, so if you so if you have an Nvidia and you have a problem like that, and try plugging whatever remote it is into a laptop, and it's not like it's going to mount and you're going to see storage on it or anything, but try charging it from a laptop and then see fun. what happens because that worked fine. Yeah. Be, that would be a nice Easter egg, wouldn't it? It would. Just put a tiny, like a like a 512 megabytes of flash storage on there yeah, with like something that made scent. you think, aren't I called a scent? It's like a scent. <laughs> no, no, it's like a like one scent. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that, so, wow, I smell a hot app, fresh apple pie baking somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think I accidentally. <laughs> sorry. Although That's... that would be nice to scratch and sniff electronics instead of the usual chemical <laughs> smell that they come smelling like. It would be nice to have you know, a little you... bit of, you know, lingonberry in there. A phone a, a phone particularly could definitely do that because in fast charge mode, they do get kind of warm. So if they you just know, put, if they just had like a little paint, like an artist paintbrush yeah. and painted a little stripe of vanilla on top of the battery. like not, not and, and so it dries and you can't smell it. But as soon as it gets heated up, it starts releasing those oils. Honestly, if you want to girlify phones, I think instead of making everything pink, you should just make it scented because that's what <laughs> they do now to some makeup. Like you'll buy an eyeshadow and it smells like pie or you buy, you know, a lipstick and it smells like vanilla. I mean, it's just it adds to the experience. Now, do we really want that? Because as soon as we like uh, as soon as uh, our our beloved tech devices get sense, you know that Kardashians are going to want to have their own versions of them. Yeah, that's true. I don't. That's I, true. I don't want not Tim to Cook mention, to introduce a Kardashian on the expo on a stage. That's all. No, and not to mention, sense also attract uh, wasps. Uh, 
And you don't want to attract wasps. You want to do anything. You want to wear unscented deodorant. You want to do everything you can to absolutely not attract wasps. I speak from experience of being afraid of wasps. Uh, Anyway... What else you got going on, Andy? Uh, not much. I'll say there's a uh, uh, still lacking my smart display. Do, do you have a do you have a smart display set up? I, and are you know it? the in- so you may see me looking off to the camera. It's because I just sometimes we talk and I'm just looking at the photo reel. I just have it. It's just it's just all the scenes from where I've been and my friends and it's nice and positive and and I actually, you know, they say that you have to create as a, you know, as a creative type, you have to create an environment around you that inspires you and so the Lenovo smart display yes is part of that. Uh, and of course it's great because it doubles as a casting device. So I've got a little TV in here and then I move it over to the little bar area I have behind me which faces the kitchen sink and that's how I watch my stories while I do the dishes. So it's a very lovely like home device. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I like it. I just haven't found the right place for it yet um, because immediately I, I thought, oh great, I'll, I'll put it on my nightstand and it'll be like because I often like need to get information. I feel before. like it's too bright. It's too b- much for a nightstand. Yeah, see, you know and, what I mean. And also, that's the that's the role that my Google Home Max plays. It's like. Uh, it's on the shelf above my TV, like at the mm. at the foot of the bed. It's not used as a TV speaker, but it is my. I just want to listen to some music while I'm like in bed reading or radio while you're brushing your teeth, catching up on the day. Yeah, right. So I feel like I can't have the screen over there, and uh, kind of I kind of want to have it in the kitchen because that's a place where. There's no there's no screen that's visible from there, and that will hopefully encourage me to uh, watch do, your stories. Uh, we call them daytime dramas. I don't okay. think you understand the work that goes. Ill. The no, uh, it's there's 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 a certain amount of dishwashing that could be escalated in terms of frequency. There, I will say that there have been times where um, I've left bad enough that I left dishes in the sink. There are times where I'd have to like take the tub uh, out of the sink and put it in the cabinet underneath the sink to make more room in the sink, uh, for something that really needed to be cleaned and cleaned right away. Right. I try to, I try to stop before it gets to that stage, but I, I feel as though to have an entertainment unit of some sort, uh, would be very, very helpful there. Uh, so. I also use it. This is extremely cheesy, but when my husband travels for business, uh, we put it on duo and that's how we like talk, you know, and it, it's a lot easier. I mean, I don't know why well, just use a laptop flow. Yes, I could use a laptop or, you know, but the camera on the Chromebook is actually pretty terrible. It's not, it is not even like, uh, what's it called? The Mac, the, it's not even eyesight worthy. <laughs> So it is is the potato cam you're saying. Yeah, where exactly. Whereas uh, the camera on the Lenovo smart display is actually pretty darn good. And then um, when I have my cat sitter over here, I blind everything. I shut everything off. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a case of my not my maybe jumping the gun and knowing that I want this, that I can use it someplace, but not knowing exactly where I think the the solution that I'm going to I'm hitting upon is. Uh, during the Black Friday sale, I'm going when the regular Google Homes go down to 99 bucks. I'm going to buy another one of those, which I can then like basically <laughs> p- replace 
one that replaced the thing in the living room, which is now the smart display with that Google Home, and then take the smart display and put that in the kitchen, and then take the other smart speaker I've got in the kitchen for listening to music and put in the bathroom, which is the only place where I have an Amazon record smart scratch, record scratch sound effect. Yes, imagine that's what happened. Uh, you currently can't have the smart display be a part of a home group. So if you were hoping to have like home wide music, it doesn't work with the smart display just yet. Nope, that'll that'll be fine. That's a, okay. I'm just gonna be. I just, just want you to be- know because I was very disappointed by that, and it it made the configurations of the Google Home in my house. I had to change it around to make sure that every room has music because that's the whole point of the home group. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing that isn't working and disappointing the hell out of me. Uh, it is the it is the only non Google made uh, Google Assistant device in the house, and apparently it is the only one that does not support continued conversation yet. So right. I keep not saying yet. I'm saying uh, okay, Lenovo smart speaker, uh, turn off all the lights. Okay, uh, and turn on the lights in the bedroom. Hello. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. Fine. So yes, I'm, I'm I'm waiting. That that update is going to be very very because it's yeah it's it's like when everybody in your office speaks English, but one of them uh, thinks that uh, any form of carbonated sweetened beverage is called a Coke, and you have right. to remember to oh I'm speaking to Darla. I have to make sure I don't right. say I bought there's there's Cokes in the fridge. Go on and take one if you want because she's going to ask oh what kind uh, uh, oh Mexican Coke. Oh, they make orange soda in Mexico? They might. Yes. I don't know. With real sugar. Yes. It's delicious. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, but before uh, we should probably go to a commercial, but uh, la- last thing, uh, the, um, or the the October 9th Google event in New York City, which I cannot go to because it's happening exactly at the same day and time as we record Mac Break. And as much as I, I can't tell you how many times like I have done, I have I have so many people in so many places in New York City, like George Costanza on Seinfeld would boast about it. name a place in New York City. I will tell you a bathroom that I can access within two blocks of it. I have done I've had so many times where I've had to like do a podcast 10 minutes after an event or like right. that I, I know where I can get quiet and good Wi-Fi. But when it's happening the exact same time, that's no good. And it's like. So, given that I make money off of that podcast, I can either go to the event or do the podcast and make enough money that I could probably buy a, a, a certain percentage of the number of items. And, and so I'm like, I'd probably just rather do the show. That's uh, okay. So, but th- so there's a new new rumor saying that there's going to uh, that Google might be announcing its own branded smart display during that event. Uh, so, right. Renders have shown up. There's it's a seven inch smart display. Imagine the same sort of like a little smaller, by the way, than the Lenovo smart display, yeah. which comes in eight and ten inch configurations. Yeah. So it, it looks like it has the same sort of like squashed gray cloth beanbag yeah. shape, but that with a, a seven inch like widescreen display, uh, like sort of glued at an angle on the top of it, and that's that's what you'll get the idea. Uh, no camera visible in the render and the retail listing that someone pulled this from uh, suggests it's going to be 149 bucks which made me I, again it's just a rumor i don't know if it's has any teeth to it or not but immediately made me think i don't know who if it's true i don't know who google is trying to compete with uh the like amazon the amazon like the amazon echo show okay fine or with its 
own hardware partners' devices because that's really close to Lenovo displays price. I just I just wonder if they're really trying to compete or if they're just trying to put it so that it's a part of the product lineup and they just have their Show own off. yeah. offering. Because because I feel like Google has enough money where it could just do that. Um, maybe that's me being too presumptuous, but what I mean to say is that I feel like that's part of the branding, the, uh, the, the brand story <laughs> is that you have this family of devices that all looks alike. I think about that every time I place the pixel two next to the pixel book next to the Google home or any of the Google homes, it's just like this perfect synergy of design between all of them and aesthetic <laughs> and, I feel like that looking at whatever these renders are showing up of the seven inch uh, Google home smart display, it looks like a, it looks like a screen tucked onto a smaller Google home max, mm, yeah, <laughs> basically. Absolutely. Um, kind of has remnants of what was iMac G5, the one, the little, the, the one with the, it had the ball body and the, and the square <laughs> head. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Um, anyway, I, um, obviously not, that's not the most exciting part of the October 9th event for me, but it'll be, you know, it'll be nice thing for Google to offer. And I'm sure there will be sales where they offer it alongside with other things. Yeah. And it's it's a month before black Friday. So I'm sure that it'll be full price for people who can't wait a month. And then it'll be what, like a hundred dollars for something. I don't know. I'm yeah, being be, probably too generous. Yeah. Well, but the, 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 the you, you at least I think got a shot of like ten percent off store wide at the at the Google Play Store. Yep. Uh, that, excuse me at the Google Store, and so that, so at the very least maybe it means the the effect of no tax and no shipping. So yep. eh, something to think about. Exactly, and not only that, but maybe you don't like the style of the Lenovo one because mm. it is a little bit bigger. So, but it's so cool. something to think about. I still, I, I still love that uh, whoever it is who had that idea of let's make it so that it doesn't look like it's it's rotatable, but we'll make this cool curvy sort of like 1973 airport slash Lutheran yeah. church white shape, so that if you were to <laughs> tilt it on a side, it looks as natural in portrait mode as in landscape mode. I yes. like that idea. I do too. And the shout out to the Lutheran church. We love uh... you. We we, we love your handball dinners. <laughs> I'm just saying that, uh, and that's this. This isn't a bad thing. That you're you're very, very, very eager to embrace new designs in churches. I've seen some yes. that have made me think, "Wow, that is my 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 Roman Catholic diocese would not have approved construction of something that looks like that." Again, which is not a complaint. Just saying that that's a difference between, you know, a a a version of Christianity, a fork of Christianity that decided that. In nineteen late nineteen sixties, finally, that maybe it's okay to do mass in a language that the parishioners can actually understand instead of <laughs> the, the the original language that this mass was written in eight hundred years ago, and a more you know you know a what? live language. I'm not I'm not even going to mail this list of problems. I'm going to nail it to somebody's door where they're absolutely not going to see it. They're, I'm not going to get this. Ooh ooh. I'm sorry. I'm the Pope. My phone's going into a tunnel, Martin Luther. I can't hear you anymore. You know, he he will have no excuse because it's right on the damn door that you appreciate that. So not a slam in any way against the Lutherans. And now a commercial break. This episode of Material is brought to you by Fracture. Fracture is the company that can take your favorite images and print them directly onto glass for you to display in your home. And they make the perfect thoughtful gift. Fractures are handmade in the Gainesville, Florida 
factory from U.S. source materials, and their sleek, frameless design goes with any decor. Ordering is super simple, and fractures come ready to display straight out of the box. They even include the wall hanger. That's how fuss-free the Fracture experience is. And Fracture is a green company operating a carbon-neutral factory, which they lovingly refer to as their Fractory. You know, placing an order with Fracture is super easy. All you have to do is just give them the photo you want, and then it gets printed. And then, when you're ready, all you have to do is put them up on the wall, which is very easy to do because Fracture prints are a great addition to any home, and they really do make amazing gifts for your friends and family. It's time to rescue those photos that are hidden away on your devices. Head to FractureMe.com backslash material to get started to see how sleek Fractures look and get 15% off your first order. That's FractureMe.com backslash material. Open it in your browser now and get 15% off. We'd like to thank Fracture for their support of Material and Relay FM. Yes, our thanks to Fracture. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to bring it up. Fracture is getting some bonus airtime here because like right before uh, recording the show tonight, I was on Twitter and uh, my friend Brianna Wu, who is also a host of uh, shows on Relay FM, uh, showed a, a wall installation that um, she or I think her husband had set up like on a wall where she decided since it's so easy to like take digital files and just basically have these nice like glass ready right. to hang fracture prints. So she had the, they had like fracture prints made of the Relay.fm logos of all of her favorite podcasts and even a bunch of podcasts that are not necessarily really FM. There's the Rocket Podcast, Rome Podcast, of course. There's Cortex. There's uh, Accidental Tech Podcast, all really good podcasts connected. And, I'm, you know, I just noticed that our podcast is not one of those. That's all. We'll be there one day. It's not. It's it's not the not that it should be. Again, it, it's not that it's not that it should be. Again, it's something that has to be earned. I'm the, well, this. This is more a statement about me than about, I did fave that tweet by the way, Andy. Yeah. In solidarity, I just want you to know. Yeah. Oh, I, I, again, I, just, well, I haven't faved it. I did. I replied to it, but that's fine. That's, that's fine. Uh, she she did reply. I I encourage you to check out the reply. That's. That was. <laughs> I just. I, I wasn't giving I wasn't giving her shade. I was just saying, hey, what's because legitimately that's a cool idea. And as I'm typing that, I I I'm think, oh, I wonder if our podcast. Oh, no, it isn't. And so, okay, no, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Again, we're not. It's not an entitlement. It, it's fine. Don't, I know you, Andy. <laughs> uh, so I will tell you what I do feel entitled to, and I feel very entitled to say that who cares about your iPhone? I got the <laughs> Pixel too. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's weird, isn't it? There's um, so uh, now that uh, the review embargo on the new iPhones, or at least the Pixel, the iPhone XS that came out uh, last, uh, that was going to be in people's hands on Friday, the review embargo lifted, uh, and The Verge and Android Central and a couple other reviewers are saying that eh, the pick the phone the the new iPhone's camera is not as Good doesn't beat the Pixel 2 uh, headline. Uh, the iPhone XS camera beats the iPhone uh, X, but not the Pixel 2. Uh, and given the Pixel's limited distribution, that's probably all that Apple needs. Uh, but yeah, and they do a lot of whole lot of side by side stuff. And uh, a lot of this stuff, some of it is subjective, but something that I'm seeing consistently. Uh, both uh, both these sites are doing like those that cool like side by side slider sort of JavaScript thing, and you can see usually that uh, 
where the where the iPhone is screwing up, it's by making things too warm. Yeah. So it's definitely a, like a a a preference that it seems to have for warmer tones, but sometimes like Nikon means- versus Canon versus Fuji yeah. versus yeah, it's it's got its own uh, it's got its own tone. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. It's just that I noticed no, that no, no, as well exactly. when I when I did a similar comparison between a Samsung and an iPhone, uh, Samsung phone and iPhone a couple of years ago. It's like so much warmer. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's I don't, to my eye uh, and some of these side by sides. I'm actually not sure if I would have noticed had they not uh, had they not pointed it out. But some, yeah. of the, some, some of the side by sides, it does look like more like a yellow cast as opposed to a warmer tone. Um, I've got the the Verges piece in front of me. Um, they're actually much uh, much better job than uh, excuse me, a, a very good job. They're not just showing uh, they're not just showing uh, like color stuff, but enough range that you can see that one thing that the iPhone seems to do is they seem to smooth out a lot yeah. of differences between highlights and lowlights, which is often a really good thing. Like in the first picture, they have a a, a, a photo of a woman uh, in a what looks to be one of those like Manhattan apartment slash workspaces that used to be a rendering plant because it's like the, the the bare brick and then whatever was built in like ten or twenty years ago to make it. So this, millennials know what they like. Again, natural natural brick, very very nice. Uh, and so and so you can see there's a there's a print hanging on the white wall next to a window in the background of this picture and it's pretty it's almost completely washed out in the oh. in the uh oh, i'm sorry the iphone actually in act and last it's uh, the iphone xs uh you can see it the, the iphone x nothing so last year's is pretty washed out i'm sorry i was misreading this i'm actually but i'm also looking at uh other pictures that seem to be doing kind of similar things like here is a yeah uh, so if you go if you go down to the river picture right. there's a there's a river picture and it looks exactly like that you look at the sky and there's, there's not it is there's not a whole lot of tonality like it's not it's, whereas the pixel 2 xl there's it's these like kind of coming like low puffy storm clouds where the bottom is a nice deep rich gray the tops are really really white yep. on the pics on the iPhone XS not only is there not that range but actually the clouds have kind of like a bluish tint on them there's a lower picture of a gentleman with a beard and glasses um, mm-hmm. Where once again you have really lively skin tones with yeah n- no blowouts but you know highlights and depth. It looks richer yeah. in the in the Pixel One. It always I always think that it looks a little more contrasted, but not like the way. So Samsung phones typically over contrast. That's always like my beef with them is that however they take fo- photos, they typically kind of kind of skew just a little too much. But I feel like the Pixel does it just right. I would say, though, one tiny little flaw about the Pixel is that sometimes it can look a little too yellow. You know what I mean? Like skin tones might look a little too yellow, but. Yeah. So it's, um, oh, and they they also later on uh, in the article, they did uh, the iPhone XS versus the Samsung Galaxy S9, which was also really interesting because uh, they have a picture of two cute little fluffy doggies uh, on the on the grass and the XS image, the iPhone image, it seems to be having a problem with glare from the top the corner, uh, from the from the sun. <laughs> uh, whereas the Galaxy S9 was not fooled. The really weird thing is they got then the next picture in the series is uh, lovely like late uh, late afternoon uh, uh, cheese and <laughs> cheese and crackers and a glass <laughs> of red wine on the deck on like an enameled like white table. 
And again, the sh this shiny enameled white table is showing reflections from uh, the trees, reflection from the wine glass, from the plate. Whereas the image from the iPhone, it's just this gray plastic with shadows. So, um, couple, uh, I mean, a, a couple of like larger notes on this sort of thing. It's not as though Apple can't change this with a firmware update in the future. Yeah. And Lord knows when we're, we've been talking about Android phones in the past, we talk about how much a certain <laughs> camera sucks until two or three months later when they figure out what they did wrong with the image processor and they fixed it. And also, I think that, that, the, that we're way past the time where if you spend more than $650 on a smartphone, you're going to have a really, really good, probably even a great camera. Uh, and if you can, even if you could sort of uh, objectively demonstrate that uh, one camera phone is better than the other, you're still getting awesome pictures and it would not be a reason for you not to get, <laughs> I was good. Gee, I was gonna, I've been an iPhone user for 10 years now and gosh, maybe I should switch to Android because I can see that in these test pictures, it seems as though the Android camera is better. Uh, but it is something, it is interesting and hopefully it'll push people along. Uh, and it's like I, like I said at the top of the show, I'm sure that uh, the Pixel 2's camera is better than my Pixel's Pixel 1 camera. I'm sure the Pixel 3 is better than all of them. But I really have no complaints about what I'm getting from the version 1. There's no there's no situation like I've had with uh, previous cameras where it's, oh, okay, I really can't. The, I, I'd love to use the HDR, but the HDR is terrible. No, the HDR is always great. Uh, mm -hmm. Or I, uh, I'd, like to, I'd love to take a picture, a portrait of this, of this person, but I really need to get him into great lighting because unless the, the skin tones just aren't going to come out unless it's beautiful, beautiful lighting. It's just a case of... You know, it's it's going to be good, and after I, I believe that after thirty seconds in pretty much any phone-based image editor, even the built-in photo editor, it'll be great. So I don't think that's something to worry about. But something interesting, given that uh, given that uh, Apple really does put a lot of stock into bragging about how good their cameras are. It does, but I will say that uh, the public knows they know because when my friends review the photos that. I take with my phone versus the photos they took with their iPhones. There, I have more than one friend that has said, you should take the picture because your phone takes the best photos. <laughs> yep. So I'm just, and not only that, but I also, that also means that I take on the labor. Now here's the other thing is I take on the labor of putting together the photos album, yeah. but because it's the, it's Google and because it's the Android phone, because <laughs> I gave it access to everything in my life. Uh, it makes the photo album for me and knows who to invite because it was also reading their locations on their phones that were also <laughs> logged into their Google accounts. And so, you know, that's just, that's exactly, that was Google's plan and it's working. So that's, that's what I'm saying. The only way it's not working is that people aren't buying the Pixel and mass the way that they are lining up for the iPhone. So that is something that is an uphill battle. Um, there are years and years of other phone battles that precede it. And, uh, you know, it's maybe it's time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, to be to be honest, there was there was a time where routinely, when I ever whenever I had to review a new phone, I would take the go out to to, to the city and take the same batch of test photos and right. then use them to declare this one is better at low light, or this this one is better at fast action, and I stopped doing that a because 
there's there's there in, there are there's superiority that you literally only notice if you have two pictures taken with the two devices at the exact same time yep. and then you can see oh that sky is better ooh that green that, that grass is better uh, and also, again, they're, they're, none of them are any worse than really, really good. And they shouldn't be – at this point, it shouldn't be a defining feature. I will uh, – bef before we go, though, I will say one one bit of praise for uh, for, the, if, uh, for the iPhone's camera. If, uh, again, you are an Apple fan and you're looking for something more positive, uh, I uh, – Thank few, you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Again. Google owns all of us, but not all of us have Google products in our <laughs> – hardware in our, in our pockets. So uh, uh, last month I entered three photos in my very first like juried uh, uh, gallery exhibition. Uh, so I submitted. Oh, yeah. congratulations, <laughs> and Andy! Thank you. Well, that's it's, it's <laughs> congratulations are for like paying the fifteen dollar entry entry fee and filling out the form correctly. But yes, yes but they're... for the confidence to put your photos, I mean that is a lot. I you know I. Hmm. I have to work myself up a lot to do things sometimes like that. So congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was very, that's very nice. <laughs> and, and seriously, there, it's, uh, my, my thought was not, Oh, I, I want I want everybody to see what a wonderful photographer I am. No, it's no, I, I, I was this year. I've been like challenging myself to do more like art sort of, if that makes any sense, like more like gallery sort of stuff stuff that if you hung on hung on your wall you don't need to know the context it's just a pretty picture and yeah. i uh, whatever successes and failures i've had i thought now at this point it would be useful to have someone who someone who is an expert and a professional tell right. me how much my my pictures suck not which is not or again, don't or don't but 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 mostly i acknowledge that as someone who is just showing people pictures for the first time it's more useful to say well i thought this was great what did you not like about it and then they say well first of all here's what you could have done with the composition or here's what i don't i didn't understand why there were cows like you in need front Gordon of the, ramsay the of cameras to come i don't actually photos. i don't want, i know he's he, he's, oh, he's well very, he's very unchristian at times i would much very rather true. <laughs> I would much rather him. I don't. I don't need people to. Uh, the the. I I enjoy being handheld, like only slightly less than being yelled at. Right. Because I've I've uh, like that is oh that's such a beautiful. Pi I love the sky. Oh my god, that sky. And then like someone you know where someone had read an article about. That's why we call it the compliment sandwich. The criticism sandwich. First, the first slice of bread is a compliment. And then the criticism is going to be the meat in the sandwich. But then before you go, there's the other compliment. And the other slight, like, okay, just tell me what you don't like about it. It's fine. I'm an adult. Look, I've got the bills, the monthly bills to prove it. Like, you know, I, would an 11-year-old with no emotional death be able to pay this month a month for cable? I don't think so. Uh, but so, but to, but to get back, but get back to this. So um, as uh, I just went through, like, uh, some pictures say so what, what do I think are my most interesting my some two or three of my strongest things I think would be most interesting like in a gallery thing and one of them one picture had been taken with my thousand dollar thousand dollar Olympus with like an eight hundred dollar lens on it uh, another one had been taken with like my six hundred and fifty dollar like Panasonic Lumix pocket camera uh, those both both of those were not accepted. The one that was accepted was shot with an iPhone X last year through the window of an Amtrak train. <laughs> wow, you've been now, wasting your money. 
again, it's it's such a and, and it's, I'm printing it like at a large. I'm not I'm not like saying, oh, here's it's it's four by six inches. <laughs> it's in, in a twenty by twenty four frame. That's uh, part of the statement. It's, no, I'm not trying to hide the fact that it was shot on us on a on a camera phone. But so that it just goes to show you, a it's still one hell of a nice picture. Uh, excuse me, one hell of a nice phone camera. Uh, that does take really nice pictures and really and uh, it had it had enough depth enough detail that when I put it into Photoshop to turn it into something that looked not quite so natural as it was shot, but the way I wanted it to look for for for, for someone's wall, uh, it was all there. And so you, you you can get really hung up on the technical details of the hardware when it really is about making sure that your aunt and your mom and your sister. Our face are are standing on the side of the building where there's sunlight, and not the side of the building where there's graffiti on the back wall and nothing but shadow. That will give you. That's 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 a good way to take an eight thousand dollar camera and make it look like something with a Barbie logo on it. <laughs> no shade to Barbie's accessories that are available still separately, mm. but Mattel. <laughs> See, it's, it's it's not Barbie's fault either because. Again, she doesn't. She doesn't have like a like a. Uh, she has a, like a leg joints, but she, I don't think she has a torso joint. So she can't do that trick where, like, after you get dressed, before you leave the house, you take one look at yourself in the mirror, then turn around, turn around, then turn back, and the first thing you notice is the, the accessory that you should remove. So she can't do that. So she, no. if she over accessorizes first, that's up to her. She's the one who's wearing the stuff. You shouldn't judge. But also, yeah. she can't use that handy trick, which is which I admit I have used on occasion when I feel as though. Do, do I need three bags? <laughs> do I need to be wearing the backpack, the laptop bag, and the little like pouch on the side? Maybe I should. Maybe I'm overdoing the. <laughs> this is how. Now I know how you would play Barbies. So <laughs> now I understand. That literally is what it's like too. Does anybody need a phone charger? I have a twenty thousand milliwatt charger. <laughs> oh, but that one doesn't have USB C. Here, I've got a twelve thousand milliwatt charger that has USB C. Now I've got, I only have three cables, so two of you are going to have to go at a time. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help and it'll let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I love Squarespace because my friends and I, we love to have a little blog between the lot of us where we just write about silly little things that we're into, like LaCroix tales. Did you know that you can make cocktails out of LaCroix? Yes, we call it LaCroix tales because it sounds better than LaCroix tales. So bear with us here. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com backslash material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for us, the material podcast. Once again, that's squarespace.com backslash material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. 
you're going to, I'm going to let you go more in depth to this, of course, but uh, there are more details about Dragonfly, the search engine that Google's developing for China. And uh, I was actually, Andy, just to let everybody know, <laughs> over the weekend when we are not recording, I'm actually sending Andy like all the doomsday stories <laughs> <laughs> from like Silicon Valley. Like employees are leaving. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I send all of these things to Andy because, because that's kind of what my feed has been like. So I appreciate you choosing like the tepid links versus (laughs) like the world is ending and everybody is revolting. (laughs) Yeah. See, I I, see we're, we're in the same boat together. So I'm doing, I'm just a little more extreme. I'm definitely a more extreme Person, I definitely exaggerate. I do not exaggerate in my reporting, but I, as a person, I'm a very exaggerative person. But that's because I I feel with my emotions. Everybody does. But anyway. Also, if we let the normal public know how bad things really were, all of society would break down. Money would no longer have any value. Either attendance and belief in a formalized religion would skyrocket, or people would realize that we are stuck on a cold, unfeeling hunk of rock, and that the universe does not care whether we join it for its galactic voyage. Our next bonus episode is Andy (laughs) giving you words of encouragement during this difficult time. (laughs) You can tell I'm very serious because I've got presence on the microphone. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so about... (laughs) Let's go now. Now, actually, see, we're doing a service to the listeners because now this stuff about the... We're lightening it up. Exactly. It'll seem that much better by comparison. Okay, so we got more details are leaking out about Dragonfly. Uh, and wow, it's all great news for Google. Just wonderful news. No, 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 of course not. Uh, <laughs> the Intercept uh, has ac- a source uh, inside Google has been talking to them about it. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the two really wonderful tidbits for those of you who are living in China, the uh, prototype version of this search app right now, it will link the search app installed on the phone to that phone's mobile number. So basically, that's like one-stop shopping to find out who was searching for what and track it down to not just like an account name and address, but a device that probably has GPS and can tell you exactly what table of which coffee shop that this person is hanging out on. But just a side note that I know that this is a very big practice around the world to use a phone number as our identifier Mm -hmm, because oftentimes... Uh, computers are not the primary internet access device. And this is, but I also agree that it is like, that's intense. That's it. Well, that, that is also a good point because another, (laughs) another really good reason for using uh, phone numbers as identifiers is that not everybody who has a, maybe some of the people who have the deepest, deepest day-to-day reliance on a phone don't have a home, but you can, wherever they happen to be Or deep, deep, deep rural China. Yeah. Super rural. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that it's that a big too. country. It is a big. It is a big country, <laughs> right? Uh, so, okay. So that's there's that. But the uh, the uh, the other the other big thing is that they're also saying that uh, as an insight into the level of pictudinousness that uh, they're conforming to. Uh, here's a quote. Sources familiar with Dragonfly said that the search platform also appear to have been tailored to replace weather and air pollution data with information provided directly by an unnamed source in Beijing. The Chinese government has a record of manipulating details about pollution in the country's cities. One Google source said the company had built a system integrated as part of Dragonfly that has, quote, 
essentially hard-coded to force their, parentheses, Chinese-provided, unquote, data. The source raised concerns that the Dragonfly search system would be providing false pollution data that downplayed the amount of toxins in the air. Wow. Yeah. So I knew that I knew that there was censorship, but I think when you when you say it out loud like that of the kind of things that are being censored, <laughs> that's why everybody is kind of talking about this right now, because that's a pretty serious thing to like have censored is being lied to uh, about how many, you know, uh, pathogens and things are in the air. And like Chinese air is not regulated. <laughs> it's also not good. Let, let, let me tell you a story about about like covering things up and, <laughs> and hiding things. So um, when, I, when I came back from uh, from Beijing, I've only been there once, but I spent like a couple of weeks okay. there. So like I'm I'm editing my photos and I've, like a, a lot I took hundreds of photos in the for Forbidden City, like beautiful stuff mm-hmm. and a beautiful place. And like, gosh, I just can't get the color balance right. No matter what I do, like this regular like overcast weather, it looks like kind of brownish yellow and then i realized that not compared to like the color of skin tones like no that was the color of the sky it was we're not looking at like overcast day here in new england we're looking at polluted skies and so then there was that and then so um uh, for like a couple months after that i was particularly interested in like learning more about the country so i was watching uh there was a 65th of, uh, anniversary of uh, the liberation of the people, like yes. basically their, you know, their Fourth of July, so to speak. Big, big, like military, like dignified military parade in the middle of the exact uh, Tiananmen Square uh, mm-hmm. place, and the most piercing, beautiful blue skies. Like not a cloud in the sky, but not even like little blue. Like even in Boston, sometimes you, I'm talking about like. You, if you could edit out like the people in uniform with like missile launchers and put like beach under there, that would be a brochure for any resort you'd want to go to. Such beautiful blue skies. I'm like, wow, so maybe it's just like a bad day or like, you know, these weather systems sometimes maybe it was just like a bad period that when I was there. And then I, so I look around looking. And so apparently for weeks and weeks beforehand, knowing that they had this huge country wide live HD broadcast that was also going to be going out to the rest of the world, they had planes dumping so many chemicals into the skies around Beijing to make sure that anything that was particulate in the air, including water vapor, would basically condense, would basically fall down and condense out, leaving behind absolutely nothing in the sky but sky. That literally, that absolutely happened. That wasn't a oh, I bet they hired, they put planes with like big vacuum cleaners. Like, no, they, they were dumping more chemicals into the sky just to make sure the sky was beautiful for TV. So, so if you wonder why this is such a hot button topic. It's, you know, it's, there are people concerned about this uh, the, on Thursday. Look up the people's liberation. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Not Sorry. that again, uh, again. Not that, not that we've got our own clean. We got a clean slate here in the United no, States, no, but we're no, not no. talking about us here. We're talking about China. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not a relative score system. It's everybody. People in China are not being 
not be not being troubled by what's going on in the United States. They're being troubled by what's going on with their own government, and that's why yeah. we're kind of concerned about that. Um, and uh, talk about speaking about being troubled by the government. Uh, so on this well, last Thursday, sixteen House lawmakers representing both Democrats and Republicans wrote a letter to Google asking for details about Dragonfly. Quote: As policymakers, we have a responsibility to ensure that American companies are not perpetuating human rights abuses abroad and to ensure that our regulatory and statutory systems are able to deal with changing business environments. That's what's that's passage from the letter. Uh, the Intercept also says that uh, five different Google employees have resigned uh, and senior engineers have resigned over Dragonfly. One of them is uh, mm-hmm. a senior research scientist named Jack Polson, uh, who told The Intercept, quote, I view our intent to capitulate to censorship and surveillance demands in exchange for access to the Chinese market as a forfeiture of our values and governmental negotiating position across the globe. This is not actually this is not what he told The Intercept. He forwarded a copy of the resignation letter that he sent to his bosses. You go, Jack. Oh, man, that is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) what more can you say after that? (laughs) What more? He's capitulate. Come on. Yeah. See, because he brings up an important point that, um, as I've said before, one thing that kind of surprised me a few years ago when I started looking into the – trying to educate myself on what what should companies do? What do you think that the best thing for Apple and Google and Microsoft and all these companies to do when a foreign government asks them to do something that might be – with their technology that might be not – at best, not advantageous to uh, those citizens. And most, excuse me, the human rights organizations that I spoke to were saying that if you have to choose between Apple participating in China or not participating in China, we believe that it is more useful to the people that they do participate so that at least the the technology that the government leaves leaves behind for them is still useful for what they do, including including mounting whatever sort of resistance or whatever sort of communications they want to do. So that noted be, but the other, the other part of that is that if you can get, say, if you can get, uh, uh, if Apple is a huge, uh, very, very popular and important brand inside China, such that all Chinese citizens love Apple products and they want Apple products, not just, not just in the context of what we like about them in the United States, which is largely we're, they're reliable, they're uh, pricey, but you, you can get lots of years out of them. And we also like the, we also like the privacy controls that are built into them. Uh, but also, hey, this is a luxury brand. Like, just like I don't want to be, if I'm, if I'm giving my, if, if, if I'm giving my, my kid a college, uh, uh, a, a college graduation gift. It's not going to be a Casio watch. It's going to be something very, very nice and exclusive with a very, very nice brand name on it. So if you, so like on that, on that basis, if Apple becomes an important brand that is loved by the people and becomes part of the culture, then when China says, Hey, you know, either, so we, we're, we're going to insist now that you make sure the GPS tracking cannot be turned off for any phone and Apple can patiently say, we don't think that's a good idea because it will degrade the performance of the devices beyond whatever we think is bad from a human rights point of view. And if you really do want to force us to do that, uh, I mean, we could just not release these new phones. Or, no, 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 it wouldn't be like that, but you know what I mean. They have the ability to at least say, here is what for a, a, a governmental figure that is not at the very top, that is trying to make Apple do something they don't want to do. 
can say, okay, do you really want to fight on this particular hill? Because realize that we have we have 300 million of like your citizens that probably love our logo more than they love your flag. And if you, yeah, <laughs> Jack Berkowitz, I'm gonna guess that the name of this Chinese government official is Jack Berkowitz. Sure. If you, if you, Jack Berkowitz, decide to publicly state that I'm responsible for degrading the performance of your beloved iPhone, they're not gonna love you. I'm gonna say. Think about that, Jack. We've got a long holiday weekend. We're celebrating our independence and the birth of our freedoms and country. So you take three days to get back to us on this. So ideally, yeah. in a, ideally in a fantasy world, that's how things work. So basically, what the what uh, Jack Polson is saying is that if you're if Google is simply saying we're not gonna we're just gonna do whatever you ask, we're not even gonna fight back. Basically, you're saying that whatever you want us to do, we will do it for you. That's how much we want back into the Chinese market. So. Which is extremely, it goes against my values, yeah. <laughs> uh, which makes it difficult for me as a user of all these wonderful Google services. And I get it. I mean, I get that the way for Google to make money is to propagate its search engine and to just put it on every, every single device that it possibly can and to to get those eyes on it because that is where the revenue lies for it. But I just... I just feel like this is so, you know, we keep talking about that old slogan of Google's of don't be evil. And I just feel like this is so evil. And I, (laughs) and I know for some people, they might be like, this is not that evil. Come on, people like companies have done evil or things. I mean, companies have spilled oil in the oceans and like killed animals and companies have, have, you know, killed people and, and poisoned people and all this other stuff. And like Google is just, but I think we need to give a little more urgency to uh i think we need to start thinking of tech as just as uh impactful as a chemical spill i think we need to start putting it on that level because we keep putting tech on a different on some sort of different parallel we're saying that like it's it's you know it's it's a difficult thing to explain, right? I mean, yep, tech absolutely. is not just hardware, it's also software. So it's a very difficult thing to categorize, but that needs to be treated just as seriously as a chemical spill. So that means there should be a set of rules that applies to it. No, I I, I think one of the one of the big problems and I and this is why I have some sympathy collectively for these companies is that like a, a Facebook and Twitter they really didn't uh, – let's, let's use Twitter specifically. Uh, yeah. Twitter, they did not start they, – they, their idea was that wouldn't it be fun if there were a really simple way that you could text uh, web links and short, short uh, things to your friends? Yeah. Because, you know, blogs are way too complicated. You don't want to necessarily log to Facebook. Wouldn't it be great to just be able to say, hey, here's a funny picture, boom. Or, hey, look look where I am right now, boom. Or, 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 or hey, did you see this thing in the, in the New York Times, boom. And they were probably very, very thrilled to see that people are embracing it and people love it. And it's, use, it's being used the way that they hoped that mm-hmm. it was going to be used. They, in their first years... At no point during those uh, those fried rice dinners uh, on, on folding tables did they say, what we're going to do is we're going to create part of the social uh, and commercial and governmental infrastru- communication infrastructure of the entire world. And people are going to be relying on this 
as a sort of an alert system, not only they're going to, oh, sure, they're going to share little photos on the web links if they want to, but also if there's a national disaster, they're going to find out about it probably by open when they open a window and seeing that there's a name of a town in a hashtag. Or a national protest, as right. because again, the big historical moment that made Twitter, it was, uh, it was Egypt. Yeah. And and but the and they didn't so they didn't really plan either their infrastructure to handle that, nor did they plan for their corporate personality, their corporate values to incorporate that. So now yeah. they're now they're an entity they they are like a pink elephant in a tutu on roller skates built to entertain and amuse and distract people, but this is now like a weapons platform. And so they have to yeah, learn I mean, they have used, to learn how to be responsible as a piece of infrastructure and not just simply, oh no, we're just this, this like like when John Street said, Oh no, we're just we're just telling jokes here. We're not a newscast. No one relies on us for opinions. See, we're comedians. Ha <laughs> ha. It's like maybe you started out as comedians, but now you have a social you have a certain exactly. standard that you have to I'm sorry, I mean that uh, as a as a sidetrack. That was a little bit of a sidetrack, but uh, it wasn't actually, that, yeah. I don't think it was a sidetrack. I think it it perfectly added to what I was trying to say because I think I have a hard time, every time we talk about this on the podcast, I have a hard time vocalizing because I'm not, I'm not super read up on everything that's going on all the time. I mean, I cover one facet of tech and for me to give people the kind, to give readers and listeners the kind of coverage that they want, I have to really be immersed in that. So that means sometimes I miss out on, on the little things <laughs> like this, but I do know in the grand scheme of things as a consumer and a person who has given a lot of money to Google and who continues to give money and data to Google, it it concerns me that uh, a company that prides itself so much as being this like, I mean, Silicon Valley has put on this like liberal veil of just like, we are all about like human rights and bringing people together. And I get that expanding to China would help that in a sense, but how can you do that without, how can you do that while also minimizing impact, if that makes sense? Because I feel like if Google can find a way to minimize the impact that a censored search engine would have in China, like maybe it would be a little more palatable, but the way that it it's being made, <laughs> it's <laughs> so difficult to like talk about. I have yeah. such a hard time putting words together because I'm thinking as I'm talking. It's just- it, Most of the best people do. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it just really unnerves me. And I feel like it doesn't fit in with the don't be evil ethos. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I think it's just as bad as Jeff Bezos saying he didn't want to pay those the money for uh, the homeless in Seattle. <laughs> I think it's just like no. on par with that. It's just like, come on. You have so much money. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> so much money. I knew you want to make more. This is not the, this is not the Amazon podcast, but a company that is as when when the ceo is taking home as much money as that sure there the you and uh, when the you're you you don't have the right to any excuses when your warehouse workers are on welfare and food stamps and reliant on community food banks you don't have the ability you don't have the right 
to say, well, we, oh, I know that this that this driver, uh, this uh, this driver got his hand mangled, uh, and his super his supervisor in a, in a, in a door uh, while he's rushing to deliver packages, and his supervisor said fired him because he should have been delivering more packages instead of like coming back to the depot to get bandage for his hand. I, I don't know if that happened. It, 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 let's make that a hypothetical. I, I think I read a story where what actually happened was he was cussed out saying, "We should deliver. You have how many packages do you have left? Well, you should be delivering the packages. You shouldn't be back like getting your getting the bleeding stanched or something like that." Or and but the, the, <sighs> but there are a million. Basically, you don't have the ability to say that. Oh well, that's just an independent. Con- oh, that's naughty contract. You you have enough money and resources. Startups don't have the money and resources to address problems like that. A company the size and scale of Amazon has the ability to simply say, you know what, we know we are we are not exactly. designing we are not designing career warehouse jobs. Uh, we know that we're, we're, what we're relying on are for people who have not been able to – don't have the lifestyle in which – like they're at school or whatever. They just need something for the season or they just need something for a couple of years. We acknowledge that we're not going to be able to promote someone for 10 years through the warehouse system. But during the six months to eight months or two years that you choose to work in an Amazon warehouse, Take you're going to be paid a very good wage. Uh, yeah. a, a competitive wage. We're gonna make sure that you're not. You don't have to pee in bottles that you hide in the warehouse because you don't feel oh, as though Lord. you have enough time to leave your station, go to the bathroom, and then come back again. It's you have no excuse. It's it's still bad if you're if you're an eighty person shop that's barely breaking even to be treating your workers uh, very very badly. It's still bad, but at least I can say, well, I've been you know I this is the first year as a CEO right. I've taken a salary and that salary is forty eight thousand dollars. We can, right. we can we can we can sustain ourselves year to year, but okay, I can at least understand. Uh, okay, at one hour, this yeah. isn't the Amazon yeah. podcast, but, but treat people nice, particularly if you have the ability to treat people nice. Yes, and Google, regulate, <laughs> regulate, but also don't let the government regulate you in or censor you. I guess stand up for yourselves. This you, is I, falling I, apart now. No. I've, I've, there's, <laughs> over the years, there's, uh, there's never a specific thing that all corporations, particularly all tech corporations aspire to, or the thing that as an observer, I can say that this company is successful. But one of the things that, that is consistent as both a productive goal and as something that as an outsider, I can observe is that you are successful if you get to make all of your own choices, meaning that you know what, I don't have to take a sketchy job because otherwise we're not going to make payroll or uh, I'm not going to, uh, it's all the, all these decisions, or I, I have to find a, a new investor because we're running short on development material, or we have to, we really need this technology that we don't have if we're going to compete. But the person who has it is asking us to create a new division that does this, but you have to do it because you're not, your, your, your motorized skateboard is toast if you don't have this new battery technology, all this sort of stuff. If you're successful, you have, you can control your own destiny. If in Apple's and Google's case, that's often, boy, this, this streaming video is going to be a big thing. We don't want to be competing for ad dollars against somebody who has a really great video site. And then we have to scramble and make bad deals to get around. We will just buy you, buy a video site and call it YouTube. And we're off and running. (laughs) Apple is in the position of saying, we're going to, we're going to design our own chips we're gonna do everything from the bottom up we're gonna buy the manufacturing capability so that we're not even bidding against other uh, manu- uh, other uh, services to manufacture our screens and phones you are controlling your own destiny so 
if you are allowing China or any government to say, we will not allow you to operate unless you do exactly what we tell you to at the time that we tell you to do it, uh, or else we will pull the plug on everything. You do not have the ability to control your destiny in China. Why would you want to do that? What what part of your business plan is going to fail if you can't if you uh, who who've not been making money off of a Chinese search engine uh, for the past not many years uh, suddenly have to continue not making money off of a search engine? You're already competing against an existing entrenched and much used and beloved locally made product. So it's not as though there's a gulf that you're trying to. Uh, uh, you're, 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 you're trying to fill or you're trying to deny an opportunity to Facebook or other people. They have the exact same problems uh, getting a search engine or an ad network going there as anybody else. You are That's a very, very weak move. That's as we uh, all learn at age two or three, the most powerful word in the English language is no. Mm-hmm. When you say, I would love to do that, but will you do this? Or sure, if I can do the most powerful world if, is simply say, no, it's it's perfectly fine with me if I don't go to the Red Sox game with you because I don't feel as though I should have to pick up eight of your friends uh, on a 200-mile journey in order to do that. I think they can find no. their own route. And if, that, and if that's the terms in which I can go, I'm perfectly comfortable saying no. That's all no. I'm saying. Just say no. <laughs> Just say the wisdom no. of Nancy Reagan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You know, we, Andy and I, this is what we like to talk about. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, next, next time I'll have, we'll definitely have something light to talk. We try to make sure there's a balance. Yeah. I will tell you we about do, we do. the polka dot uh, bodysuit that came in the mail today that will automatically measure me for a pair of pants. We'll talk about that. It's a, it uses an Android app, so it's Android related. Oh, and because and, and because this is audio only, none of you will have to see me in the skin tight bodysuit. But we will describe it at length. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I, I won't. I won't. I won't even let. I won't even let Flo see it. I, I'll. I'll let Flo see the garment. I'm not going to be in it. This is a skin tight bodysuit, but it's right. You'll understand. What right. Right. Uh, Flo, anything that we want to uh, want everybody to focus their attention on that's flow related <laughs> over the um, next week. Right now, I'm just, this is the last week of know-how, so if you haven't tuned in, twit.tv slash kh. This is the last episode of the season, the IoT season, uh, which frees me up for a lot of other kind of work, so that's what I'm working on booking right now, (laughs) when I'm not coughing my brains out. (laughs) Well, it's good that you're getting the coughing your brains out done, like not, when when you're on your own time, then you know it's good right. to be, have, time, have free time. You're basically making sure you're doing that on company time, which is very, sure. very American of you. Sure. Yes. Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> so you'll you'll hear more from me coming up. Super. Um, as usual, spell my last name I H N A T K O to see get my stuff on Twitter and on Instagram, where I usually have links to stuff that's happening. I'm going to be on Boston Public Radio WGBH again on Friday, talking about. Maybe that same polka dot is suit, if not actually wearing it. Uh, actually, I also wrote about the uh, wrote a humor piece about the Metropolitan Opera. Yes, this is uh, for McSweeney's. Yes, this is a very <gasps> Fraser. That's so cool. Yeah, I realize that it's the most Fraser crane. I wrote a piece about the Metropolitan Opera for an online internet humor oh, magazine. That sounds. That's great. That's awesome. Another congratulations, Andy. Oh, thank you. I've been, I'm one of those people who, like, every three or four months, 
says, oh, they'll, they'll definitely take this. Oh, they're not taking this. Okay. Well, they'll take the next thing. Oh, they're not taking that way. So I'm happy with that. So that will, I'm told that that's going to run on Friday. So by the time you get this episode, unless you are an early bird who gets it like first thing on Thursday, you'll almost certainly get that. Uh, so thank you everybody for listening to us this week. Hope you listen to us again next week. Until then, have an awesome seven days, everybody. 